celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football. What a play by Will Blackman. That's the biggest play you could make. Quadfecta. Sack, calls fumble, recovered fumble, touchdown. It is Thursday, December 5th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, a guy who doesn't need a holiday to have his chestnuts roasted, <laughs> J.P. That happens every afternoon on this show. Uh, welcome in, Jaguars Happy Hour. My name's J.P. Shadrick. That's Jeff Lagerman. That might be the best intro ever. It was okay. That we've had on this show. No, it's, I think it's the best. Pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Considering some of the My Cause, My Cleats cleats this week. Have you seen some of these? I have. I have seen some of them. They look good, especially one uh, quarterback. I'm a, hey, look, uh, no, I'm a big fan of the Logan Logan Cook one. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, what's on his? Uh, he has the uh, uh, take a basically it benefits taking kids uh, hunting and fishing. Oh. It's catch a dream. So yeah, I'm cool. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. That's good stuff, Love Logan that. Cook. Love that. Uh, that's all coming up this week. The uh, the Jags and the Chargers game in Week 14. Uh, right around the corner at 4.05 Sunday. Uh, here's what's coming up on the show today. The quarterback change. We'll break all that down coming up. Jags looking for just a win. Just get get in the right direction. We'll see how they can do that. They're facing Phillip Rivers. They haven't done that a lot against Rivers over the history of this matchup, the Chargers and the Jags. Four games left in the season, and we'll go around the AFC South. All that coming up. Four games left. Yes, four games left. The final quarter oh, of the are. season – you're kind of counting them down. Down now. the stretch. I mean, it's, I, I know players and coaches. I mean, they've got a job to do, and their job is to win football games. But I think most people outside of that are are counting it down. Because mathematically, they're alive. Reality, they're not. They're out of the playoff race. It's done. So, Did you ever watch that movie, Dumb and Dumber? I've seen it a time so or you're two. Saying there's a chance. <laughs> That's right. There is. But it's going to take a lot of help. In reality, it ain't happening, JP. They're playing for their resume. Really, here's the reality. There's a chance mathematically, but it's very small. And you're talking about a football team that has lost the last four games by an average of twenty point five points. That's a lot. Okay. So to say that they mathematically have a possibility, it uh, that would be accurate. Mm-hmm. But that's a long way from something that actually will occur. I mean, you're, you're, you're struggling right now as a football team in so many different ways. I mean, as, a, as an offense, as a defense, uh, organizationally, the, it's not good right now. And uh, I think a lot of people are, are, are less concerned about what happens in these four games and are more concerned about what happens after these four games. Because people are expecting change. Uh, fans are expecting change, uh, and, that, and that's natural. I mean, that's, professional sports is, a, is, a, is not a very patient deal. You know, especially, certainly not the NFL. No. Well, especially, you know, especially an organization that has not had a lot of winning like this one. I mean, 2017, we were hoping that it was going to be the new new. But the farther we get away from it, the more it, it's become just an aberration yep. instead, of, instead of the norm. You know, because you, you consistently are trying to always build a consistent winner. And the consistent winning has not found its way into Jacksonville yet. And at some point, 
you need you need to institute some type of change that that brings that to the forefront. And and until you do, it's going to be some more of the same possibly. The biggest change on the field last week at the quarterback position. Nick Foles pulled from the game at halftime. Gardner Minshew finished the game, and then it was announced on Monday that Gardner Minshew will be the starting quarterback the rest of the way, starting this week against the Los Angeles Chargers. Minshew, of course, started eight games earlier in the season. What did he learn from those experiences? We heard from the quarterback this week. A lot of times when you're playing, you got a million different things that you're having to focus in on, uh, and you kind of lose some of the bigger stuff. Uh, I guess I should say some of the smaller stuff sometimes. Um, but when, you, when you're out of that role, you can kind of step back and see the little details, and um, it, it was a really good experience for me. So that, he's talking about being uh, set back down on the bench behind Nick Foles a few weeks there and, and having a – having it slow down a little bit and maybe, you know, in a game environment, it comes at you quick on the sideline. You can see somebody else go through it. And uh, that's at least the way he put it this week. Well, I think you're, you're always in a position that you can learn whether you're playing or whether you're watching or or whatever. And I think sometimes it is good to take a step back and to kind of reevaluate where you were at versus where the game is at and where you need to be at. And so I think there is some benefit for a young player of, playing for a while and then stepping away and then watching someone else do it and then coming back into the lineup. Uh, and then also having having the chance, and, the, and I know a lot of people are down on Nick Foles, and look, I get it, but also having an opportunity to watch Nick Foles, how he goes about his business. Uh, because, look, uh, Nick Foles is a pro. Uh, people are, have a right to criticize him for you know, his play, and, and I understand that. Uh, wasn't a big fan of the booing so much, or the Minshew chance. Although uh, it I can, I, it's part, it's pro sports, and look, you got to have thick, you got to have thick skin, and and that's the way it is. I get it. I mean, hell, I was booed when I was drafted. That's I wasn't even in the NFL, and I was getting <laughs> my rear end booed. That's I mean, I, I get right. it. I mean, it's, look, I mean, that's part of the deal. I mean, back then, I I had to have thick skin. I I, I went to a a tough market to where they weren't real thrilled with the. The hometown team drafting me, and uh, that's just the way life goes, and you move on. And so Nick Foles will have to move on, and, and Minshew's just going to have to accept the fact that quarterbacks get booed, and at some point maybe he gets booed. Hopefully he doesn't. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to watch him play because when he came in, I, th- there was a very apparent lift of whatever you want to call it. Something changed. Uh, the, There's a little spark, some energy, whatever that word but it, is. But it, wasn't, yes. but it wasn't just in the stadium because you could feel the energy change in the stadium because the people that were wanting Minshew in the lineup got him. But then all of a sudden the defense comes out mm-hmm. in, the, in the first half and, uh, and they, they do a good job of getting a sack cause fumble. Well, wait a minute. Where was the defense the whole first half? Where were the big plays in the first half? And uh, so it wasn't just offense. It was offense. It was in the stands. It was with the defense. And and I, I said this a couple of weeks ago. And we we're talking about Minshew and him having moxie. And uh, and I, that moxie seemed to, to carry itself over into other aspects of this football team. Mm-hmm. The, the disappointing thing is that this game was so close to being – I mean, a game. I'm talking hold on to the seat of your pants. This thing is back being a football game. 
And all it took was one more score. Yep. It would have been down seven. And people say, well, Didi should have caught the ball. Okay. Uh, people say, well, the Jaguars should have run the football every down on first and goal from the one. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what I say to that and to all of that. On first down, if Leonard Fournette goes the right way, it's a walk-in touchdown on first and goal at the one. On third down, which was the interception, yeah, Diddy would well, – he's an opportunity. He's got his hands on the ball. Catch it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not an easy catch. Well, on that play, I would say, well, Gardner Minshew's got to make the right throw. And that's, that was said in the media this week as, as well. Gardner said that. And Dee Filippo said that today. Yeah. An opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was Keelan Cole all alone in the end zone. So, there's three things that could – and, and if one of those three things happens, now you've got a seven-point game. A seven-point game in which you had a game that, that there was there was no belief, no no chance that this team was going to get back in it. It was twenty-five nothing at halftime. I mean, I, look, I I wish I wish, it it had, I, wish it, I wish they had made the play to make it a seven-point game. You imagine because then it would have been it, it it was getting close to being fun. That's right, but not quite. The big picture question now around the quarterback position. Uh, there are a couple of big picture questions around the team, of course, are, you know, what the decision, who will be making the decisions at quarterback. But then the uh, the smaller question about the quarterback is what is the future for Nick Foles at the position now? Well, I don't think anybody knows. Well, I, I do know this. It doesn't make any sense to let uh, in the future. I don't care who's making the decisions. I mean, you're, you, you gave him 50-something million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do? You're going to cut that and absorb another even bigger dead money cap hit by letting Nick Foles go? I mean, I, I think that's part of the problems organizationally that you've had. I mean, you, you, you signed Bortles to an extension and gave him, I think, $26 million guaranteed, and now you've got all this dead money that's stuck on your cap this year, and he's not even on your football team. And then, and you, now you've got the same type of situation again. And uh, – I mean, as an owner, you can't be happy with that. I mean, we're we're talking we're talking real money. Yeah, it's it's real, not funny money. To, first of all, to one person. First sure. of all, it's real money. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's that's tangible Correct. touch cash money. Cole Harp cash money. Correct. Number two, it affects your ability to do other things. Mm-hmm. When I say other things, well, does it affect your ability to to go acquire a free agent? Yes. Does it sure affect does. your ability? To keep more of your own guys, yes. And so, so these are the decisions that have have hampered this franchise, and that can't happen. When you pay that kind of money, you got to be able to be getting something for your money. So, in the future, Nick Foles, I think, is going to be on this football team just from a cap standpoint. Wouldn't make sense to let him go and then eat up the dead money and not even get a backup out of it. So, and who's to say that next year all of a sudden you got an open competition and it's, and maybe it's a three way competition. Maybe you have a, a, a high pick first round rookie and then Gardner Minshew and Nick Foles and say, best man win. Yeah, good luck, gentlemen. And there would be mm. absolutely nothing wrong with that in my book because you can never have too many quarterbacks. You have to constantly search until you, you do not rest until you find your franchise guy. And, I, and look, Gardner Minshew has such a small sample size. You're not going to sit there and go, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we, we've got our quarterback. We're good. No, he's got plenty of work Hell to do, no, too. no, you're now. not going to do that. That's right. It's the same thing about Leonard Fournette. Just because you draft Leonard Fournette, does that make you stop drafting running backs? No, it shouldn't. 
It probably stops you from drafting them in the top ten. But well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it might change that <laughs> mindset. Right. But here's the you thing: you still have to have players. Yeah. If there's another guy in the top ten, it's going to be better than him. I mean, I'm talking way better, like generation, like Adrian Peterson Take or him. something. Sure. Yeah. Take him. Yeah. So, so it, there's there's a. It's going to be an interesting four weeks, and then then it gets real interesting after that. Let's come back. Defense, a notable Jaguar starter placed on injured reserve today. Mm. Continues the issues on defense. Uh, prior to each game, entertain guests in air-conditioned suites at the public's ultimate tailgate party presented by Party Shack. Visit jacksvillage.com and reserve your suite today. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. I'm Jacksonville Jaguars General Manager Dave Caldwell. Did you know you can ride your bike to our home games and valet park for free? That's right. Stop by our check-in tent sponsored by Alert Today, Alive Tomorrow, and an on-duty Zencog bike professional will park your bike and ensure it's secure during the game. When the game is over, return your claim ticket to pick up your bike. For cycling safety tips, visit alerttodayflorida.com. Remember, Alert Today, Alive Tomorrow, because safety doesn't happen by accident. Go Jacks. The Build for the Holidays sales event is here, and so is our best offer of the season, 20% estimated savings on select Ford models. Stop by your local Ford dealer to see how Ford is built for the holidays. Eligible in select 2019 model year vehicles, vehicle must have arrived at dealer at least 61 days prior to the sale date. Estimated savings include an average dealer discount based on a sales survey of average discounts offered by Ford dealers nationally. Discount may vary. Dealer determines price. For all offers, take new retail delivery from an authorized Ford dealer stock by 1-2-2020. See participating dealer for complete details. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. You've reached the Rookie Support Hotline. This is Peyton Manning. Your commitment to keeping Sunday laundry-free is truly inspiring, and Tide is committed to your commitment. You're making the world a better place for our rookies one week at a time. They grow up so fast. Remember, there are plenty of other days of the week, and Tide is America's number one detergent for all of them. If it's laundry night, it's got to be Tide. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA.
I've never heard him swear in his life, um, but boy, he can talk a lot of crap. And uh, it, you know, I think that adds fuel to our guys and that kind of stuff. I know he is a competitive, competitive person. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a great challenge for us on defense because how competitive he is, um, you know, can we rattle him? I don't know, he's tough, but uh, you know, that's gonna be one of our goals. Todd Wash, defensive coordinator, discussing Philip Rivers, quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers. And welcome back to Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. Coming up at 5 o'clock, the Doug Marone Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. We'll have the head coach in studio. Plenty to discuss with him this week. He's going to be uh, sporting some cool shoes for the My Cause, My Cleats deal, too, I think. Correct. Yeah. Correct. We'll have a look at those if you're watching on Jaguars.com we a little have bit later. I think so. Sweet. We're working on that. Sweet. We're efforting. Yeah, that'd be nice to have. We're efforting. Uh, so that's coming up a little bit later today. Um, let's start on defense, though, with the big news today of Miles Jack going on an injured reserve. He missed last week's game, and now he's going to miss the rest of the games this season. He's done. Miles Jack done for the year, Logs. What kind of year was when he was out there? Though? Uh, not a very good one. I mean, if you look, if you if you, if you put the standard at being uh, the the year that he had two years ago, or or compared it to like Puzlesny's years, uh, Miles Jack was not having not having a good year. He had a he had a good stretch, you know, good stretch of games there for a little bit. We're talking about the the games against uh, the Saints. He played pretty well. Bengals. He played pretty well. The Jets. He played pretty well. I thought Cincinnati might might have been his best game, but you're talking about probably the worst Cincinnati, football team that they played. Sure. I mean, and arguably the worst football team that there is in the NFL this year. You know, so no, I mean he wasn't having a good year. It's disappointing. Obviously, he signed the big contract before the season, and then this was going to be okay. Let's see, this is where he takes off and proves all that. And well, when you when you get a he didn't when you get a contract extension, and uh, and look, I, I've always said this: it's never about the money. But when you do get one, I think as a player, your natural reaction is, look, you want to play well because you don't ever want to give people the impression. And I'm not saying that, that Miles, the level of play that he exhibited was a result of the contract. I'm not saying that. But as a player, when you do get a contract, whether you're Andrew Norwell or Miles Jack or whoever, uh, the quarterback, Nick Foles, you always want to have your level of play at a certain level to where people go, oh, yeah, he, he's worth it. You know, and when it's not there, then uh, the voices or the criticism seem to get a little bit louder. And, and I get it. I understand it. It's professional football. And in some cases, it's warranted. In some cases, it's not. I think some people are educated about it and understand uh, what the expectations are. I think some people are a little bit unrealistic because some people expect just because a guy gets – you know, for example, Nick Foley, oh, $22 million a year, he should lead us to a Super Bowl. Well, no. <laughs> there's a lot of quarterbacks out there that are making $22 million, and they're not all going to a Super Bowl. It's just part of the deal. You know, It's part of the economics of, of paying professional athletes. Now with Miles Jack down, let's take a look at the linebacker room now for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Pretty thin. It is. Uh, Jake Ryan is up. Leon, Leon Jacobs is up. 
Donald Payne started at middle linebacker last week. He was on the street a few weeks ago sitting on the couch. Quincy Williams has been here all year, but he was out of the lineup a good bit. A rookie, Austin yeah, Calitro. Well either, you know. And then Joe Giles-Harris promoted again from the practice squad today when Miles Jack went down. And you look at the injury reserve guys, of course, now Miles Jack, Najee Good, DJ Alexander, Anwalu, those guys were earlier in the season. But it's a, it's a thin group on that linebacker squad. Well, and Jake Ryan came back off the NFI mm-hmm. non-football injury list last week. And he's been playing special teams only, though, last week. Oh, yeah, and I can tell you he's not ready to play. Uh, you watch him on on special teams, and he's he's favoring the the, the knee that he yeah. had had injured. Yeah. It doesn't appear that he, he runs full speed. Uh, I think that was maybe one of those things, well, hey, let's, let's get him out there, and maybe, maybe he can get back up to speeds while he's playing. And I hope he does. I mean, because look, I mean, when you when you're out for that long, he's missed a lot of time, a lot of football, and it's it's probably hard to get back up to speed. But uh, my opinion, from watching him in this past week's game, he's not ready. You know, so you got a you got a linebacking core that's pretty thin. Uh, you're looking at a lot of undrafted guys that are going to be taking some time. The newly uh, promoted uh, Giles Harris off the practice squad. He was an undrafted guy from Duke. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donald Payne was an undrafted guy from the Baltimore Ravens. I think Calitro is even an undrafted guy. Uh, Quincy Williams hasn't been playing all that well. I think Leon Jacobs, I think, has played pretty well this year when given the opportunity. Uh, he had a sack last week. Um, but, I mean, this defense right now is two things. One, it's struggling to stay healthy, and I think it's also, number two, I think it's struggling to find talent. That's the reality. Well, that's where they are right now. That's just, this is it. This, the back end of the, of the defense, last week I want to say that there was at, at one point there was like four out of the five undrafted guys and maybe all four at the same time when they are in base personnel. All of the secondary members were all undrafted. That includes A.J. Boye, who's now who's been an all-pro, but he was undrafted. Sure, sure. I, yes, I mean, I'm, but, not, I'm not trying to criticize, make, the, make that a negative point. I'm right. just trying to point that out. That correct. I mean, they, it can be a negative. But uh, some but in AJ and AJ Boye's case, I'm not saying that that's a negative because he has been a Pro Bowler. But other guys are young. Say, I will say AJ didn't play great last week. But the other guys are young. Uh, you know, very young. Andrew Wingard in very the young. back, and is... one of them you just you just shipped out in Breon Borders, who yeah. was an undrafted guy, and uh, you released him. So life um, comes at you fast in the NFL. And uh, the guy that they promoted this week, I'm sure we're going to see him, Perry Nickerson. Now, we haven't even mentioned him. He was uh, activated from the practice squad because Breon Borders was released. Nickerson, who was a six-round pick of the Jets back in 18, has been on the practice squad, doesn't have the size that a Breon Borders has, but uh, you know, hopefully he can, he can show something when given an opportunity or if he gets an opportunity. Phillip Rivers is 6-2 and two all-time against the Jaguars. The two losses were against the last two Jaguars playoff teams. Ten two, years apart. 2007 and 2017. Um, he's been very good against this team. 70% passing, 2,300 yards. That's uh, nearly 300 a game. 21 touchdowns, five picks against the Jaguars all-time. 21 touchdowns, five interceptions. All-time against the Jags. Pretty good. Yes, and he uh, he's had a passer rating of over uh, one twenty five four times out of those eight games. He has been outstanding against this Jaguars football team, and uh, he he played better last week for the Chargers. And I'm going to try to not say 
the hometown of the Chargers. That's my goal this whole week for the rest of the, the week Chargers. is to not say L.A. or San Diego because I will screw it up and I will say San Diego. I've well, already just, done it once. You already said it today. So, yeah. Did I? Did I already say it? Well, just now. You just said San Diego. Well, I mean, now I, it's going to be in your head. I, but but I'm, I'm not saying it anymore. Chargers. That's my, just the that's Chargers. My thing. I'm, I'm going with just Chargers. Right. Chargers. Yeah. Chargers. The Chargers. 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 He has, he has been the Chargers quarterback his whole career. <laughs> yes. Now, he's been pretty good. And last week he played better against a Broncos football team that was starting a rookie. Uh had over 100 rating, a 106 rating. In the previous two games, he was pretty pathetic. Seven picks in those two games combined. And he literally cost his team the football games. In both the games against Oakland and Kansas City, he was not good. And uh, he was playing at the level, put it this way, he was playing like if the head coach is, is going to have to make a decision, he would think about if – Okay, mm-hmm. he continued on. Philip Rivers continued on that path and goes and shows up against the Broncos and plays like that again. As a head coach, you got to think about pulling a Doug Marone, taking him out, right? I mean, it's tough to take that guy out of the line. Well, I mean, you're though. talking about a guy who's six all time in yes, passing yards list. He's, he's yes. I mean, I know, phenomenal, right? <laughs> you can think about Great career. Him out. And I will. A Tyrod couple, Taylor, come on down. I mean. Replacing Philip Rivers for Tyrod Taylor. Let that settle in for a <laughs> Can you minute. imagine? Let that settle in but, for a minute. Hey, if you're playing bad, you're playing bad. You know. Well, he's, this is a team, though, and you got to give him the opportunity to bounce back. I mean, you're you're talking about a a, a possible Hall of Famer. And uh, a couple years ago, I remember watching Philip Rivers, and I said he was done then. And all of a sudden, he had arguably one of the best years he's ever had when he got Ken Wisenhunt back as an offensive coordinator. Well. He said, Ken, this year, Ken got fired earlier in the year, and then they promoted a, another guy to be the offensive coordinator this year. And uh, the new offensive coordinator has been in place for four games, and I want to make sure – Shane Stetchen, okay. I think is how you pronounce his name. And they've run the ball a lot more. And uh, from all indications, the way they've been running that offense this year, and especially with the new offensive coordinator, it is very apparent that they don't trust Phillip Rivers to win any more football games by himself. Melvin Gordon held out early in the season. And dumb decision. It took him a few games what to a, really get going. What and a then dumb decision. The last four games or so, he's gotten some he's yardage better. and getting there. Yeah, he's been got better. But what a mistake. Who Who is yeah. advising him to hold out? Going into his fifth year when he was a first-round pick and they they have his rights because they had the option on him. They exercise the option. He's going to hold out. For what? You think you're going to get a new contract? You think you're Ezekiel Elliott? I mean, this is a guy. This is a guy. He had one. He had a thousand yard season one time, mm-hmm. one time, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even last year. But yet you're going to hold out, try to get a contract extension, and all it did is it it, it hurt himself, and it hurt the Chargers football team, and I don't think they recovered from it, and and it's a shame. And he's a good football player. And, and I remember when he was coming out in the draft, Melvin Gordon, and, and I'll say this Wisconsin again. Wisconsin guy, right? Uh-huh. Wisconsin guy, right? Yeah, he's a Wisconsin yeah. guy. Yeah. He In that draft, because it was him and Todd Gurley, and uh, and watching both of them, Gurley, I thought, was the better back. But, man, when you talked about open field running, Melvin Gordon was by far the best open field runner or space runner that there was in that draft. He was special, mm-hmm. really special. And, uh, and he's a good football player, and he's starting to get that groove again. He had, I think, 20 carries for 99 yards against the Broncos this past game. And uh, they've made a concerted effort to give him the football. But it's not just him. 
Eckler, the the running back, oh, who guy. is their backup and who was kind of their bell cow until until Gordon got back into the lineup. I mean, this guy's on pace for a thousand yards receiving. It's amazing from a running back. Doesn't happen often. No, he's got he's got more catches, I think, than Leonard Fournette. He's got sixty nine, and what's Fournette got? Right over sixty. Sixty five. Right yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's got four more catches than Leonard Fournette, and he's got uh, what was he got receiving? He's got seven hundred eighteen yards receiving with what four games to go? Yeah, that's pretty good. He's on he, pace. The way they throw it around. Not many running backs in league history have ever been at a thousand. I know. Uh, Roger Craig, I think Marshall Falk, Falk might have been able to sense. do it. Sure, sure, um, sure. Who else has done it? Uh, gosh, I don't. I'm, there's only a handful. I mean, there's, there's not, yeah, there's not a lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, Fournette, Larry four, Centers, did yeah. Larry Centers do it for the Maybe for so. Cardinals? Maybe so. Well, Fournette this year, 444 yards receiving on 65 catches. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll uh, touch on that when we come back. Um, Hey, get, uh, looking for your holiday gift ideas, visit the Experiences and Upgrades tab in the Fan Zone on the official Jaguars mobile app. You can purchase unique experiences like pregame field passes, game day press box tours, and seat upgrades, and much more. Check it out today. Download the official Jaguars mobile app and visit the Experiences and Upgrades tab. Uh, back with more, Ashwin Sullivan has a news update when we return, and uh, we'll talk about Gus Bradley's defense a little bit. See how they're looking out in L.A. this year. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Hi folks, Frank Franzi here for the best barbecue in town. That is bone. Head to Bono's today. 15 locations on the First Coast and six more at TIAA Bank Field. You see, Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You want great barbecue, you want Bono's. Plenty of parking, clean family restaurants, and oh, by the way, the best barbecue you have ever had. So if you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today. The official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Built for the Holidays sales event is here, and so is our best offer of the season, 20% estimated savings on select Ford models. Stop by your local Ford dealer to see how Ford is built for the holidays. Eligible in select 2019 model year vehicles. Vehicle must have arrived at dealer at least 61 days prior to the sale date. Estimated savings include an average dealer discount based on a sales survey of average discounts offered by Ford dealers nationally. Discount may vary. Dealer determines price. For all offers, take new retail delivery from an authorized Ford dealer stock by 1-2-2020. See participating dealer for complete details. This NFL season, the pregame starts at Duncan for DD Perks members. Because this game day, Duncan is offering Jaguars fans a $1 medium hot or iced coffee. So don't just celebrate your team's success from the sidelines. Head to Duncan and start celebrating before the game even begins. You heard that right, Jaguars fans. Duncan is giving you some extra fuel to cheer on your team. So this game day, it's easy for you to get a kick before kickoff. The Jaguars and America run on Duncan. Excludes cold brew. Limited one per member. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, the CSI Companies is one of the fastest growing staffing firms in the nation. 
As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. Visit thecsicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 for the CSI companies. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to Jaguars Happy Hour with your Jaguars Digital Update. I'm Ashlyn Sullivan. Injury news for you. D.D. Westbrook, Ronnie Harrison, and Seth DeVal all did not practice today. Ronnie Harrison still dealing with that concussion. Unsure if he will play on Sunday. Miles Jack placed on IR day. That means Donald Payne will get the start yet again this week. And obviously, all eyes are on Gardner Minshew. And if he can be the franchise quarterback and prove that in these next four weeks. For now, he's just focused on Sundays. You know, I don't think there's any time at any point in the game where you're out there and you're thinking, oh, we don't have anything to play for. I'm playing to beat the crap out of the guy across from me, you know, and that doesn't matter whether we're in practice, whether we're in games. Uh, I don't need some kind of extra incentive to go out and compete, you know. Stay tuned. Head coach Doug Marone coming up at 5 o'clock for the Doug Marone Show and more happy hour coming up next. Celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football. Balls over defenders. There it is. And he should be over 10,000 yards. That's it. And congratulations to the great Fred Taylor. We're back, Jaguars. Happy hour. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Ashlyn Sullivan with the update there. And the Jags and the Chargers tee it up at 4.05 Sunday at TIAA Bank Field. A busy schedule at Daly's Place coming up, by the way. A meet and grease with Danny and Sandy, John Travolta, and Olivia Newton-John. That's December 15th. January 1st, New Year's Day, all elite wrestling dynamite. Kane Brown has two scheduled concerts at Daly's Place, March 28th and May 16th. Tickets available at dailiesplace.com. I, I like what uh, Gardner said there. He wants to beat the crap out of the guy lined up across from him. Doesn't need any extra motivation. You love that kind of thing, man. That's what no, it's, it's about, it's, right? It's good. I mean, look, there's not a lot of quarterbacks that are beating anybody up, you know. But uh, <laughs> He's not lining up in a three-point I know what he's stance. talking about. Yeah, he wants okay. to win, and uh, and that's good. I mean, it's, uh, that, I think that's part of what makes competitors who they are. And, uh, and look, uh, great competitors, it doesn't matter if they're fishing, playing chess checkers playing horse out in the driveway with your kid you want to win and uh, and i like that you gotta have that attitude so hopefully there's a lot of guys that has that type of attitude or have will have that type of attitude this weekend because i can tell you i've been on football teams where the 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 season is 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 lost and uh, there's nothing on the horizon that you're looking for that you can tangibly touch as far as reward-wise. And it's not easy to play motivated football. It's not. 
That's when you, you got to start digging deep and saying, hey, look, I'm a pro. And uh, I wear my name on my back and everything that I do, my actions and, and my words are everything about me and who I am. And I have to make sure that people see what is the best of me. And that's, that's not easy to do. Gus Bradley, the defensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Chargers. I should say that that's not easy for some to do. Correct. Others can uh, For some, do a it's, it's than, just natural. Yes. You just do it. But some, sometimes not. Some others don't. And, as, and coaches are the same oh, way. Yes. There's some coaches that, uh, that are putting their nose to the grindstone and trying to help this football team or trying to help their football team. And there's other coaches that get in a scenario like this and uh, the door's closed to the office. They're on the phone. They're uh, taking long walks uh, mm-hmm. and taking breaks to dial people up on the phone to try to find their next job or line up their next job instead of worrying about taking care of business right now. And that's uh, that's nat. I mean, it's it's natural, and I'm sure there's people that can do both, right? And get a team ready and sure work the phones for sure. their next right. job, right? So it's a it's an unfortunate kind of a deal. It's the way it is. Let's talk about this Chargers defense now. Gus Bradley still the coordinator there, but they have they have some really good pass rushers. Obviously, Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram. These guys can get home. Bosa this year with 46 tackles, eight and a half sacks. Uh, 34 quarterback hits, is that right? That can't mm-hmm. be right. That's a lot. Yeah, he wasn't very good this past game against Denver. He uh, he missed some tackles. The uh, What's the running back uh, in for Denver? Uh, Lindsey, Philip Lindsey. Philip Lindsey. He, he was not yes. very good against Philip Lindsey. Uh, didn't do a great job of, of getting pressure. But, I mean, look, uh, for the most part, him and Ingram are fantastic. I mean, it's, uh, t- probably two of the best edge guys in the National Football League. That defense also added Derwin James. They got him back last week off of, uh, I don't know if they had an NFI list or IR or whatever. He had a metatarsal foot injury back in camp, and they got him back in the lineup. And Derwin James is a difference maker. And so you add him, and then they also got Adrian Phillips back, who's a safety, another safety. Uh, But, I mean, to go back to the original guys we were talking about, Bosa and Ingram, uh, really good football players. I mean, Jody Bosa has 37 career sacks in 47 games. That's getting after it now. 37 yes. and 47. Wow. Let's compare that to Ngakwe. Ngakwe has 35 and a half and 59. 39 and a half and 59. Mm-hmm. Bosa, 37 and 47. A little difference right there. Sure. Uh, Bosa's obviously got a, a better sack per game number. Uh, Melvin Ingram is uh, – he doesn't have the sack numbers. He's got 47 and a half career, and he is in his eighth year. So, I mean, it's not like he's averaging uh, like double digits a year and he's not Von Miller or anything, but he is a really good football player. I think what makes him a challenge is that, first of all, he's a good edge rusher, but then they will stand him up and then rush him kind of like what the Texans and now the Seattle Seahawks are doing with Clowney. Mm-hmm. And that they'll put him standing up over of guard, and so he's tough from that aspect, and uh, and uh, he's great in open space. He can drop, he can do everything, and then they added in the all season Thomas Davis Jr., who was the longtime Carolina Panther, and all the guy pro, seems yeah. absolutely ageless. Fifteen years in the National Football League, three reconstructed knee surgeries, and all he's doing is leading the Chargers in tackles. I mean, are you kidding me? It's amazing. I mean, he, he reminds me of the Sam Mills 
the uh, uh, London Fletcher, the the guys that played middle linebacker that played for you know a long time. He's and that. he's and, that, and he's a really good football player. He's and he's playing in an era now where linebackers are expected to be able to play a lot in space. Which you know some of the old time linebackers, you know, where they were you know smash guards and and box linebackers, and they didn't have to get out in space and cover guys. I mean, today's linebacker, you have to play in space. And Thomas Davis Jr. can still or senior can still play in space, which is impressive. Uh, one note, a small detail here, but the small Chargers, uh, the Chargers official defensive statistics are based on their coaches' film review. Mm-hmm. The NFL official statistics are a little different. Obviously, the sacks are what they are for Bosa, eight and a half. Uh, the Chargers have him as 15 and a half tackles for loss and 34 quarterback hits. The league has him at 12 tackles for loss and 21 quarterback hits. So, it's just a little difference in the way the yeah, Chargers track their defense. Yeah, you're talking stats. about Bosa. Yeah, I'm just talking yeah. about in general stats. Is, uh, going off the league numbers, it's a little lower. That's why I was like, 34 hits doesn't seem right. It's uh, Officially, NFL has him as 21. Mm-hmm. Whatever. No big deal. Doesn't matter. Playing. I mean, good football good players player. either yeah. way. The, uh, the the Chargers, the only thing that they're probably missing a little bit, they, they had a cornerback that got suspended a couple, couple weeks ago for uh, – I think it was for performance-enhancing drugs. He got suspended for two games, and that was Michael Davis. He started nine games until his suspension, and so he is out this week against the Jaguars. So he missed the the Denver game, and the previous week he was out because it was a bye, and so this is the second game that he meets before he goes back to the active roster. What is your confidence level in the Jaguars' tackles right now against this group? Cam Robinson. Well, they didn't play very Juwan well last Taylor. week. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, you know – Give give me give me a positive performance the week before and I'll feel good about it. But I, I you know we, the Jaguars tackles didn't have a positive performance last week, so I mean there's no reason to think that uh, that they can handle both and Ingram. So I, I think this is going to be a tough matchup for for both guys, both Cam and Juwan. I mean Juwan had a rough outing last week. Yes, he uh, did. Quarterback got to help him out a little bit though. Yes, he does. Um, and I think having Minshew out out there will will certainly help. But uh, when you think about it. The two sacks and calls fumbles that went over Jawan Taylor. One of them was was uh, definitely on Nick, and it was uh, who was the defensive end, the guy, the formerly of the uh, Cleveland Browns. Anyway, the defensive end he comes in and Nick sees him coming and he's holding on to the ball and then he sees him coming and he still doesn't protect the football and the ball's out. That's not on Jawan. Mm-hmm. The other one, which was uh, Shaq Barrett, got the sack calls fumble. The first one. And uh, Nick Foles is in shotgun, and he takes a couple steps back, and his in his back foot or his body is at nine yards deep. I mean, look, it's hard for a tackle to protect a quarterback who, who or, or where the aiming point for a pass rusher is nine yards deep. That's that's hard, and the quarterback's got to help Jawan Taylor out there. Mm-hmm. Step up, you know what they call climb the ladder. Okay, Nick, climb the ladder. Oh, anytime, climb the ladder. Well, he didn't. Zach calls fumble. Carl Nassib was the other guy. Exactly. You were Thank of. you. Yeah. Uh, let's come back in a moment. Uh, standings in the AFC South. The Jags are out of the race in the AFC South. We'll look at them anyway. And the schedule coming up in week 14 in the division. And we'll talk a little Thursday night football coming up at the top of the hour. The Doug Marone Show coming up on the Jaguars Radio Network. Back in a moment, it's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.
Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Be the MVP of your next tailgate with the official wing of the Jacksonville Jaguars from Dick's Wings and Grill. Whether at the stadium or cheering from home, game day every day with Dick's 365 wing varieties, burgers, wraps, and more. And for somewhere to catch all the sports action, Dick's Wings and Grill's 23 area locations have been a local fan favorite for more than 20 years. For the best wings, ice-cold craft beer, and best fans, feed where the big cats feast. Visit dickswingsandgrill.com for a location nearest you. Proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a yield pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash Jagscard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like working outdoors and want better pay and benefits? Superior Fence and Rail is seeking full-time fence installers who can provide first-class customer service. Recognized as a best place to work on the First Coast, they'll train you to work with their professional team and provide you with all the tools you'll need to be a top-notch installer. Get off the fence. Call Superior Fence and Rail today and start your career. SuperiorFenceAndRail.com At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. This Jaguar season, how would you like an all-inclusive air-conditioned suite for your tailgate? Mike Dempsey here for Party Shack. It's a turnkey setup that means no prep on your end. You can host clients, staff, and friends to catered food sponsored by Publix with a full bar, top deck roof lounge, and best of all, air-conditioned comfort with two TVs in each suite. So take your whole office or group of friends to the top-of-the-line Jaguars tailgate experience. Book your company's Party Shack suite right now at jacksvillage.com. jacksvillage.com. The Jacksonville Jaguars get ready for game day with the powerful noise-canceling technology of Bose QuietComfort 35-2 headphones. Learn more at Bose.com slash Jaguars. Bose, the official headphones of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And welcome back to Jaguars Happy Hour. My name's J.P. Shadrick. His name's Jeff Lagerman. The Jags and the Chargers coming up. That's you. 405 kick. Yeah, I wonder, I guess that uh, 4, four o'clock. I don't, I don't quite get that. Well, the Chargers, West Coast teams, a lot of times they like to have them, you know, have a they don't want to start at ten AM their time. Why a not? lot of sometimes they Why do not? sometimes I am with you. I got I'm yes. Home too, field advantage. Too bad. 
Sorry about it, fellas. <laughs> but I think that's part of it. I mean, it uh, when uh, we have a game in London, it's early. It's nine thirty here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sure. Oh well. So I mean, I don't know. what's the problem? Uh, there was a game last week. The 49ers played a one o'clock game in Baltimore. Yeah, and played so, pretty well in the game. What's the problem? I don't know, but I think it just happens sometimes. <laughs> well, you want it at one o'clock? Uh, well, I'm concerned about my fantasy picks, JP. Well, you should be because <laughs> <laughs> you've had some issues this year. I didn't I, want to say I anything. Didn't know you who brought I had it up, this week. not I, me. I well, my fantasy guys. Are, I'm not very good this year. You're, you're JP, right. you happen to have a whole, a golden horseshoe. Up your, you know what? I think I did okay. I had Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry. That's a pretty good week. Though. I got a little bit criticized for uh, for picking those guys. I don't know why. Well, I mean, I Derrick me. Henry was going against the Colts. It wasn't me. Well, it was Dempsey. Probably. Yeah, he's, he knows it all. He's a know-it-all. He knows it all. Yeah. Just ask him. He'll tell you. Uh, the uh, AFC South standings after week 13. Oh, boy, it's not pretty. Houston, Tennessee, Indy, Jacksonville. The Jags are out of the race in the AFC South. Well, what a great game that uh, the Texans played against the New England Patriots. Wow. Uh, it's the first time, I think, that the Texans have defeated the New England Patriots. And congratulations to them. It certainly is for O'Brien, the, the former assistant. Yeah, they, uh, they, are, they made Tom Brady look mortal, which uh, has happened a couple times now. I'll tell you. That, the Ravens did that to him as well. It's it's interesting dynamic there when the, the defense is leading the way. It's like the early days of the Patriots dynasty, right? It was a defensive-led team until Brady kind of got things together a few years in, and then it turned into an offensive team. Now it's kind of going back the other way. Not that Brady's bad. I'm not saying that. Trust me, Tom, if you're watching, I'm, I did not say that. He's not watching. Uh, I'm just saying, <laughs> just in case the word gets back, he's still playing. He's still a very good quarterback, but they don't have the parts that they've had on offense. I think the one thing I've always appreciated about the Patriots is they they never felt that where they were in the season was where they were going to end up. They continually improve throughout the year, and I think that's always been the one of the calling cards of a Bill Belichick coach football team and a Patriot football team is that they do get better throughout the course of the year, and then they do seem to be playing, always play their best football once they get into the postseason. And look, it's the it's the greatest franchise in NFL history. And if you if you doubt them for a second, they will make you look stupid because they will prove you wrong. They're that good. Let's take a look at the AFC South schedule this week, the games involving divisional teams. And we start off with the Broncos at the Texans, 4-8 and eight Denver, 8-4 eight and four Houston. It's a 1 o'clock kickoff Sunday in the Texans. Broncos, Drew Locke back in the lineup for his second start of the game. How about of the season? Yeah, he last week they threw the deep ball and got the pass interference late to get the field goal. Bad, I thought that was a bad <laughs> call, and it was a call on Casey Hayward, Jr., and uh, they were actually going to take a knee, and the head coach of the Denver Broncos said, no, 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 just throw it up, and hopefully we can get something positive happen. They did get the call, and they rolled the field goal unit out there, and they got a last-second victory, and it just crushed the San Diego Chargers morale. And, oh, you said um, it, San Diego. There it is. I did, did it. The Chargers morale. Deck coming. <laughs> you knew it was coming. You knew it. Chargers. You said it. It's Chargers. 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 The Chargers. Chargers. Uh, I'll get it right. The Colts at the, the Buc- other game. Colts, Colts Buccaneers. Bucks. Yes, that's going to be a good football game. In now, Tampa. Bucks at home. 
And uh, Jameis Winston had his uh, streak of six consecutive 300-plus yard passing games broken against the Jaguars, but they were super efficient as an offense. They did a pretty good job protecting the football. Jameis didn't throw an interception. That's going to be a good football game. The uh, Chargers-Jags, obviously, 4 o'clock. Titans-Raiders, Yes, that's not a gimme game for the Titans whatsoever. The Raiders are up and down. Yeah, they are. But when they're up, they play pretty well. And they're at home. And, and they trip. are at home. And it uh, that's their second to the last home game in their, in their organizational history in Oakland. Mm-hmm. The last game will be next week. That's right, against the Jaguars. Which, uh, that's going to be scary now. You scared? I'm not scared. I'm, Sounds like you are. I'm just telling you this. I I, I will wear black. <laughs> I thought nothing intimidated you, Logs. You're intimidated I, I might, by the I might black not have any. I might not have any logo to pair. I might just wear like all oh, be the Johnny Cash and okay. go all black, you know. So that way I'm kinda I'm kind of uh fit in franchise neutral. <laughs> right? It's gonna be a scene out there. That next place, week. uh that place is gonna be crazy now. Yes, it is. It's gonna be crazy. Let's take a look at the AFC playoff picture after last week's games coming into week 14. And, of course, the division leaders, the Ravens, are the number one seed currently. The Patriots right there at number two. Houston, Kansas City. The wild card, if it ended today, would be Buffalo and Pittsburgh. The Titans are knocking on the door. Raiders, Colts, and then the Browns at five and seven. You go on out from there. How about Buffalo? How about Buffalo now? You know, it's a good football team. Quarterback's playing better. He can uh, throw uh, and run, obviously. He can do all that stuff. I mean, they they lost that game early in the year to the Patriots, and uh, they're a good football team. When do team. they play the Patriots again? That's a, that's a good question because I, that's a game that I would really like to see. And uh, I want to say the first game. They play them week 16. So where's it at? It's at New England. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the first matchup was in Buffalo. So, I mean, that's, yep. I think that's going to be a good matchup. I mean, you're talking about a Buffalo Bills team that's been playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Patriots team that has, you know, I mean, this, been great lately. Look at this schedule now for the Bills coming up. A home against the Ravens this week. Tough, tough game, game. Tough game. At the Steelers, another wild card team right now. They win that game. But there you go. I mean, Pittsburgh's in the hunt. And but then yeah, at New England. England. I mean, how about the, the turnaround that Mike Tomlin's been able to do in Pittsburgh? With nothing, I mean, they get the quarterbacks hurt. Like every, it, what has happened? All the guys are gone. Like, yeah. I mean, they get guys suspended from from the whole deal with the Browns. You know, mm-hmm. he lost Pouncey. Uh, wow. I mean, you could make an argument that he's coach of the year if they get in. Sure. And you're talking about the 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 duck calling quarterback who's been was Devin Hodges, <laughs> right? Devlin Hodges. Devlin yes. Hodges. Has been good. The them. story on that, right? He's a national duck calling champion. Or yes. something, right? Yes, he is. Uh, he has competed in numerous uh, ducks unlimited calling championship contests, and he's won. And uh, who? Who was? What's the guy that we got benched right for him? The one that was involved with the with the helmet swinging incident with Miles Garrett. What was his name again? Oh gosh, is that, is that terrible? Yeah, did you can't remember? He he was he was bad. I mean, Mason Rudolph. Mason what are Rudolph. We thinking, of course. He's yes. not a good quarterback. Remember, he got hit in the chops a few weeks before that, and knocked out cold on the field. And he's not. A, I don't. I don't care that. about that. I, I just know this. Yeah. He's not a good quarterback. And uh, if if they kept him as their backup, wow! You want to talk about forcing a draft pick on your roster? What did they see in him that made them go, "Wow, yeah, he's pretty good. He could be our future." I mean, from what I've seen out of him, is pretty poor play. 
there's still a lot of business to attend to in the AFC South, of course. Houston uh-huh. and Tennessee play twice down the stretch here in the next four weeks. Yeah. That's a lot, that's good that's a lot of business. And they're one week apart, right? Uh, yeah, it's week 15 and 17. Yeah. Uh, in Houston, I'm sorry, in uh, Tennessee the first time and at Houston the second time. What a, what a great way. When it comes down to the end. What a great way to, to finish the division race by having the top two meet twice in the last three weeks of the season, right? That's right. That's awesome. And then the uh, Colts, let's see what they have coming down the stretch here. They have uh, at Bucks this week, at the Saints, home against the Panthers, at the Jags. So three out of four on the road for them, mm-hmm. including a trip here to Jacksonville in week 17. So – you know, if they if they come through and get some wins, the other two, you never know. I mean, never know. It's it's a tight division. I don't know. It, I think it's uh, it, uh, I think Texans obviously got the upper hand, but it could be anybody's division when it comes down to it. Thursday night football tonight: the Dallas Cowboys at six and six, the Chicago Bears at six and six. The Bears. You got a Bears at home win for you? No, no. no. I got the Cowboys <laughs> winning and. There's a lot going on in Dallas these days. Yeah, I know. Now. There's a lot going on in Dallas. I know Troy Aikman had some pretty strong words about the the structure or the way that that organization operates, and I think Troy was pretty much on point in his comments about that organization. And um, he would know. Jerry Jones is. I don't want to say it undermines the head coach, but yeah, it undermines the head coach is essentially what Troy said, and a lot of things that he does and. And I, I totally get where Troy was coming from. And uh, the, the daily updates on from Jerry Jones sometimes can be a little tiring, I think, for, for the organization as well. As far, as far as football team and the coaching staff, yeah. Jerry just needs to, you know, back off a little bit. Well, he is the owner of the football team. Yeah, I know he's the owner of the he football team. He can do what team. he wants. Hey, look, you can criticize some of the picks he's had. There's no doubt. General manager too, right? That's right. But <laughs> but he is the owner of the football team. He ain't firing Jerry. No, he ain't. <laughs> no, he's not. Not at all. All right, final thoughts here. At the uh, By the way, Doug Marone show coming up in a couple of minutes on the Jaguars Radio Network. Four games to go again. Let's uh, rehash it here. The uh, Jags at home this week, on the road the next two weeks after that, and then back home right before New Year's to face the Indianapolis Colts. Jags are 4-8. and eight. And the last four haven't really been that close. And that's the frustrating thing right now is that you're really just starting to play out the string here. Well, I think uh, I think there's going to – there's I mean, there's always a lot to play for as, as, an, as an individual, uh, as an athlete. I mean, there's future contracts. You have incentive money, mm-hmm. uh, per pride, you know, the, the respect for your teammates. I mean, all those things come into play. And so there's a lot of reasons for this football team to play well. And uh, this Chargers football team is kind of looking the same boat. They are. You know, so – but they have been more competitive. If you look at the scores, they've been in a lot of football games. I want to say how many, what, seven or eight? Out of their eight losses – All eight of them are a touchdown or less. All within a score. Yeah. Yeah, which is not the case with the Jaguars from that stat that I gave earlier. So. Yeah, you know, it's good, and this is a this is a good matchup now for for the Chargers. We got a we got a rookie quarterback, yep. two really good edge players, yep. two tackles that didn't play well last week. Hmm. Uh, I know that I'll be writing my little piece for John Osher's the experts column. Mm-hmm. I'll be writing that to Johnny O tonight, and I don't know where I'm going to fall on the map as far as any kind of predictions, but you could probably figure it out. 
I mean, when you lose four games in a row by 20.5 points a game, eh, probably going to go with the Chargers. It's not a good matchup. We'll see if the Jags can get it on track. We're back in a moment on the uh, Jaguars Radio Network. The Doug Marone Show is next. Thank you for listening and watching the Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. <laughs> 